Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 31st, and it is Easter! Happy Easter, everybody! Jesus Christ is risen today. Alleluia! I used to, my favorite holidays used to be 4th of July and Christmas, but since coming back to the faith, everything's taken a backseat to Easter. It's the number one holiday in the entire year for me. So, time to celebrate and feast on this day that the, uh, that the Lord has made. We will be reading paragraph 699 through 705 today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we will continue reading about the symbols of the Holy Spirit, and then start on uh, how the Holy Spirit worked in history. The Hand Jesus heals the sick and blesses little children by laying hands on them. In his name, the apostles will do the same. Even more pointedly, it is by the apostles' imposition of hands that the Holy Spirit is given. The letter to the Hebrews lists the imposition of hands among the fundamental elements of its teaching. The Church has kept this sign of the all-powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit in its sacramental epiclesis. The Finger It is by the finger of God that Jesus cast out demons. If God's law was written on tablets of stone by the finger of God, then the letter from Christ, entrusted to the care of the apostles, is written with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. The hymn Veni Creator Spiritus invokes the Holy Spirit as the finger of the Father's right hand. The Dove At the end of the flood, whose symbolism refers to baptism, a dove released by Noah returns with a fresh olive tree branch in its beak as a sign that the earth was again habitable. When Christ comes up from the water of his baptism, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove comes down upon him and remains with him. The Spirit comes down and remains in the purified hearts of the baptized. In certain churches, the Eucharist is reserved in a metal receptacle in the form of a dove, columbarium, suspended above the altar. Christian iconography traditionally uses a dove to suggest the, the Spirit. Roman numeral three, God's Spirit and Word in the time of the promises. From the beginning until the fullness of time, the joint mission of the Father's Word and Spirit remains hidden, but it is at work. God's Spirit prepares for the time of the Messiah. Neither is fully revealed, but both are already promised to be watched for and welcomed at their manifestation. So, for this reason, when the Church reads the Old Testament, she searches there for what the Spirit, who has spoken through the prophets, wants to tell us about Christ. By prophets, the faith of the Church here understands all whom the Holy Spirit inspired in living proclamation and in the composition of the sacred books, both of the Old and the New Testaments. Jewish tradition distinguishes first the Law, the five first books or Pentateuch, then the Prophets, our historical and prophetic books, and finally, 
the writings, especially the wisdom literature, in particular, the Psalms. In creation, the word of God and his breath are at the origin of the being and life of every creature. It belongs to the Holy Spirit to rule, sanctify, and animate creation, for he is God, consubstantial with the Father and the Son. Power over life pertains to the Spirit, for being God, he preserves creation and the Father through the Son. God fashioned man with his own hands, that is, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and impressed his own form on the flesh he had fashioned, in such a way that even what was visible might bear the divine form. The Spirit of the Promise Disfigured by sin and death, man remains in the image of God, in the image of the Son, but is deprived of the glory of God, of his likeness. The promise made to Abraham inaugurates the economy of salvation, at the culmination of which the Son himself will assume that image and restore it in the Father's likeness by giving it again its glory, the Spirit who is the giver of life. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. As it's uh, the end of the month, I also want to send a special uh, request to all you listeners out there to see if you might want to help me out a little bit. I'm uh, trying to see if I can raise the awareness of this podcast, so if you could try sharing it with friends and things like that, it would really help out, I'm sure. But also uh, going on to the iTunes uh, store and leaving a, a quick little review or just even a, a star rating, you know, just clicking how many stars you'd like to give the podcast. That could help, uh, you know, spread the word. And, uh, and uh, when people start searching for the word Catholic or catechism, just by going to the iTunes store, this podcast might come to the top. Uh, so that would really help out. Uh, yeah, that's all. Have a great Easter, everybody. God bless you all. And may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.